Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm -mm -mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fat Mascara. It's a beauty podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Jess. We have a mover and shaker. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We got a mover and shaker day. We do. We do. We have a big time mover and shaker. We've got colorist Jenna Perry of the Jenna Perry Hair Studio. I forgot to even introduce myself. I'm sorry. You did. the. You did. That's great, Jess. Jess, Jenna, I'm Jen. Got all your J's here. I'm so excited to have Triple Jenna J on. in effect, full effect. Yeah. So Jenna Perry, if you haven't heard of her, she's a big time hair colorist. You've definitely seen her work. If you have glanced at women like Emily Ratajkowski, aka Amrata, Bella Hadid, 
Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. She does a lot of women in this sort of genre, kind of, I hate this expression, but I'm just going to use it because y'all understand, like, like, you know, cool girls, the in crowd, young hotties. Yes. You get the yeah, deal. She, she's super talented, made such a name for herself here in New York City mm-hmm. and opened her own salon. And we, we go through her career a little bit so you'll learn about how she came up in this world. She gives us some really nice product recommendations. Oh, yes. I had a couple in there that I wanted to try, both skin, beauty, and, of course, hair color. So we'll talk about that. And she has some advice for you if you can't get to New York City to see her at her salon, which is helpful. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Jenna Perry, for stopping by the virtual Fat Mascara Stewed. And good luck on um, your upcoming hair salon. She's opening up an even bigger space in Soho. Just FYI, if you live in the, let's say in the, in the New York City area, um, TBD on when that's going to open, but it's going to be big and um, she's going to have more, more help. So better chances of getting into JPH. Shall we, shall we chat? Let's chat with Jenna. Cool. Let's take it away. So Jenna, I was really interested to learn that you're from Newport, Rhode Island. Yes, I'm uh, I'm from the Newport, Rhode Island area. So I grew up in a town right outside of Newport called Middletown. Yes, yes, yes. I know it. I actually know it. We went to ice cream there. It's on Aquidneck Island. So Newport, Rhode Island is on Aquidneck okay. Island. And there's, it's Newport, okay. Middletown, Portsmouth. And so, yeah, it, I mean, it's basically all the same thing, kind of, but without the mansions, I grew up in a very normal neighborhood and my parents weren't So you didn't live in one of those large mansions. Okay. I <laughs> used to pretend I did. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I just grew up in a very normal neighborhood and it was great because we had the beach right there and it is such a beautiful small town. Yeah. But yeah, I, my parents were more creatives. I unfortunately, like, didn't have a sailboat. We weren't that family. I didn't actually picture you on a sailboat, but, like, I just think it's such a such an interesting town. There's nothing like it. But, like, what were you like? Yeah, so tell me where your parents were creatives. What does that mean? Yeah, so my father was a musician. Um, he played the drums. My mom was a dancer and an aerobics instructor. Yes. Yeah, and so we kind of just grew up like I said, very normal. I was also a dancer. I was also like mixing nail polishes with my friends and cutting my friend's hair and bleaching their hair. Always knew that I was going to, as soon as high school was done, get out of Rhode Island. So, so yeah, I guess I was like kind of alternative, if you, uh, if you will. (laughs) So what, uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Like, so you were, you know, you wanted to get out of Rhode Island. It was too small for you to, I mean, it is the smallest state. Yeah, not <laughs> Long Island. You know, sometimes people are like, oh, you grew up in New York. Like, no, it's a state, actually. One of the first. These people clearly need to go to um, <laughs> elementary school. Social studies. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I think like... I really knew what I wanted to do as a little kid. My grandmother, like super Italian, got her hair done every Friday. My father's sister, my aunt, like I would just hang out with them. They were so glamorous. My mom wasn't very glamorous because she was a dancer and she taught aerobics. 
And she would be traveling back and forth actually from LA. Do you guys remember um, Tammy Lee Webb, Buns of Steel? Or maybe like have heard of it. It was I remember Buns of Steel. I didn't know the woman, but yeah, yeah. So my mom actually she um, had she had like the butt the butt you could bounce a quarter off of. Totally, yeah. Um, So my my mom was choreographing her videos as a young kid. So she was going back and forth to California. It was so cool for me because I'm like, oh my god, my mom's like so cool. Yeah, I didn't know that she didn't do her own choreography. Yeah, um, I think that may have been a secret. <laughs> but anyway, that's out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Tammy Lee Webb. Yeah, so my nana and my aunt, they'd be like, go to the mall, like gold jewelry, nails done, hair done, and so I yeah. really like was infatuated with the hair salon. And from mm-hmm. that point on, was like, I want to be in beauty and fashion. Went yeah. to school, you know, like a normal kid, like danced. I did all kinds of dancing, played softball, hated it. Basketball, hated it. Loved flag football in high school. You know, just like normal kid shit. Um, and then, yeah, I had a plan. I was like, going, going from high school straight to hair school. I went that summer of 2004. I think I like took a month off and then did that in Rhode Island. You need to go to school for 1500 hours at cosmetology school. And then I moved- beauty school. Yeah. And then I moved straight to New York. Okay, so you got your beauty school license in Rhode Island and then you went straight to New York. Yeah, I didn't go to college. Um, My parents Mm -hmm. were totally supportive of my dream of- being a hairdresser. <laughs> I know you worked at a lot of places in New York. Before we talk about that, I have to ask, do you remember Nana's hair salon name? The name of the salon she went to? Judy's. Yes. Judy's. I knew it was going to be a good one. Yeah. Judy's, is, Judy's unisex or just Judy's? <laughs> I think it was just Judy's. Yeah, it was just Judy's. I remember Okay, she got a set every week. I love that. My Oma did that too. And it was like sprayed to perfection and she would like repick it out. Oh my God. Yeah. And actually I like, once I went to hair school and did all that, I started doing my um, Nana's hair. So you gave her her like a set, like a, like a proper lady set. Totally. I actually will send you guys a video from a couple of Christmases ago of doing her hair. It's really cute. She's passed away by now, but Mm. yeah. What a lovely bond, way to bond with her. Yeah, sweet. Mm. But she'd brag about me like Mm. my granddaughter is now in New York City. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. So, okay, so now you see so you, you went to Rhode Island to go to hair school and then you, you know, you packed everything. You went to New York. Did you know anybody? Yeah. Um, I actually, I moved straight to New York to be with a guy and he was my boyfriend for a very, very long time. Thanks to, um, his name's Zared. He's a professional skateboarder. But I met so many people through him and it was really as soon as I moved to New York, I just like had a whole crew that I used to hang out with. And so I was like working in a hair salon and just being like a shitty little 20 year old. What hair salon were you at? So when I first got here, I... Where did I start? Everything like in the beginning, that maybe first six months was kind of just like 
I don't like this place. It's small little salons. And then I found myself mm-hmm. at Soon Beauty Lab, which is still around actually, but it's like a small... S-O-O-N, right? Mm-hmm. Soon Beauty Lab. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah, they yeah. were in Chelsea on I 23rd Street. Mm-hmm. Yep. I met all of my friends there. Like one of my employees who's become one of my best friends now works for me. And we met there. Tons of old friends. Um, I was there for a long time there. I assisted. I um, eventually got behind the chair doing cut and color. From there, I met Kevin Ryan, who used to be a session stylist at the dog park in, in the East Village. And he was like, oh, come assist me tomorrow. It was fashion week. Come assist me tomorrow on this show. I forgot I forgot what show it was, but from there I met Kevin and I like did some shoots, assisted him for Numero and V and like a bunch of other things. And so it was cool because I was doing fashion, styling and working as a colorist and stylist. I cut up until eight years ago, maybe six or eight years ago. Yeah. And then from soon I went to Ion Studio. Oh, I know Ion Studio. I was just going to say, that's not actually in New York that normal to do both cut and color that long into your career, right? Yeah, no, not at all. But I kind of just like wanted to do everything. Tell us about Ion. So Ion Studio, I um, learned how to paint hair. That's where I really became obsessed with color and was like, this is it. This is all I want to do. I don't want to do weddings. I don't want to do fashion. I want to paint women's hair and men. So from Ion, I moved to White Rose Collective with Teddy Cranford. And yeah, I guess like the rest is history. Now we have JPH. Love JPH. We'll talk about that in a second. But when you say paint hair, that's like an interesting verb to me because I feel like a lot of colorists, you know, they don't use that word when they're talking about the technical process of like foils and all that stuff. Is it like painting for you? Yeah. Well, so balayage is hair painting. It's basically the French word for hair painting. So yeah, I paint hair. I don't foil. I haven't foiled since I moved to Ion and learned how to paint. So I was talking about to somebody about this the other day because I know that there are some colorists who exclusively balayage and some colorists who exclusively foil. Why Mm -hmm. do you only balayage and why do you think, and I realize you can't speak for everyone, some exclusively foil? Like what what in your mind are the pros and the cons? I don't know. I think it's, I I think more people are starting to balayage. I like it better. I think it is a prettier, you know, it's a prettier way to do hair. It's also more fun. I, did, I foiled someone the other day because um, I like to just like dust off my foil comb. And the whole time I was like, oh, this is so boring. This is not fun for me anymore. But um, honestly, that's like what's so controversial of what's going on right now in the color world because foils, you it's more of like a very strict technique. And balayage is really like the hair is a canvas and you can kind of pick and choose where you want to lighten and um, where the shadows that you want. So that's why Mm. I do it because I kind of, I I just think it's a prettier look. 
Mm-hmm. Is there any effect you can't achieve with painting alone? Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to be violently blonde, then you don't want balayage. <laughs> violently blonde. Okay. What does that look like? You know, like really, really blonde. Yeah, is there like a celebrity that you can... So many. I mean, you know, you can get there, but if someone's coming in with hair like both of yours, like brown, darker, um, you can't get violently blonde through one session of balayage. It's a it's a slow okay. process. It's an art process, it sounds like. Def- yeah. I, I like hearing that it's more fun on your side too. Because like, I kind of think sometimes we forget about like what it's like for the colorist. Like this is yeah. his or her art and profession. You know, you want to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, and sometimes people are like, you don't want to like pigeonhole yourself by just painting. And I'm like, why not? This is what I want to do. I don't want to like, I don't want to do that. This is what I do all day. It's not fun for me. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, ever since I've kind of done that, I can't say it was a bad choice. And so you're an artist, you're working at Ion. You're now like a business person. You're an entrepreneur. What was, <laughs> was the, Ion and then White, White Rose was where you were right And then before. White Rose, right. So like when, at what point were you like, maybe I need to do this for myself and open my own place? Well, so I bounced around all these places. I guess not really all these places, but I was in Chelsea and then I was in Soho and then I was in the East Village and... Um, you know, everyone's kind of scared that people aren't going to follow them. Hairdressers are kind of, that's a fear-based decision to move around. That their clients and, um, won't come with them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And um, my clients followed me everywhere I went. And so I opened uh, JPH because I just knew that... I wanted to create a brand. I have like this whole like idea of a new model for a hair salon and I wanted to do it and I just I just kind of did it. What is the new model? There's a lot of greed in the industry, I think. Um, and I, I've been on both sides of it now. As a business owner, I've been on both sides of, I think it could be with any industry, but I wanted to build a safe space where... <laughs> where the artist was actually like getting what they deserved and also could just express themselves. Like, you know, there's the the old school hair salon model is very like, oh, you have to, the assistants have to wear all black. Like you have to train for three years. You can't dress cool. Like you can't express yourself because this is like a very professional conservative business and like you have to wear your scissor belt on your waist and whatever. Um, and I was just like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm not, I'm not that person and I don't ever want to be that person. And I want the people that work for me, like if they want to show up with a sweatshirt on and do their art, they can. Like everybody mm-hmm. here is just a normal person. And also I just like wanted to do fun stuff and I have a, bu- a bunch of fun projects coming up this year. You mentioned like, you know, the scissor belt and the all black. Like, don't you feel that that model is kind of dying out anyway? A hundred percent. When I went to White Rose Collective, um, we had the cutest little hole in the wall community. We were literally working, I think, in like 300 square feet. 
And it was like a girly barber shop. You know, everyone became our friends and we'd get tacos for the girls while they were processing because there was like a taco truck on the corner. And um, yeah, and everyone, my clients, all the clients loved it. You know, they didn't feel like they were in a factory and they were kind of just being treated in a cold way, like a formula. And so, yeah, yeah that's, I, I kind of like, that's, that's my vibe. So it was just something I wanted to do with my space. Yeah. And so you have the freedom to do these fun things. What are these fun things that you have the freedom to do now? You'll see. Just just fun, like, New York shit. Okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, is this, is this other than painting hair? Like, you know, product projects, other arts? Yeah, like, more content stuff, more, um, yeah, like, art stuff. I really want to build this brand past just being a hair salon. And I'm still figuring out exactly what that means. But, like I said... I like live downtown. I have a lot of artist friends, skater friends since day one. Um, all of those people really influence me and um, I'm inspired by what they're doing. And I just want to collaborate with people. And that's what I'm focused on this year. Like a Jenna Perry Supreme collaboration <laughs> moment? Oh, gosh. No, uh, <laughs> not I, that's not that's not on the calendar, but that would be pretty funny someday. So I have a question. So you have the um, you have this reputation like for having a lot of celebrity clients. I mean, we've rattled off a lot during, you know, your bio, but who was the client that really changed everything for you? Because every person who has, every major celebrity stylist has that person, whether or not they're with them today is another story, but who is that person that changed it all? So I could, of course, say Bella, but a story that is really fun that you guys would really like, I think, was <laughs> when I was working at White Rose with Teddy. Teddy was my boss. Um, I was her colorist and she was the stylist. I was like working my ass off. I think it was in the summer, maybe like late summer. And I finally got to go home to Rhode Island. It was like my two days off. And I drove all the way to Rhode Island, like got over the bridge and she called me and she was like, hi, you have to come back to New York. I'm like, why? <laughs> I just fucking got home. I want to see my mom. And um, she was like, Rosie Huntington wants you to color her hair. Now, how did, why did Rosie want you? How did Rosie know that like you, Jenna, should color her hair in the next 15 minutes? <laughs> she didn't know me. She just trusted Teddy and Teddy just had worked with her on a shoot. And Teddy was like, you have to see my girl. You need your hair fixed. Teddy also was always like, your hair is shit. You need it fixed. Like, she's funny. I, I don't know if you guys know who she is, but... But she told Rosie that her hair was shit? I don't think it, like, went that far, but I definitely know Teddy persuaded her into my chair. So I think I was in, like, the Walmart parking lot, just on the phone with Teddy before I got, like, drove five minutes to get to my house. And I remember I got got off the phone and I just, like started crying because I was like, wait, first of all, like someone 
Rosie Huntington wants me to color her hair tomorrow morning at six o'clock in the morning. I'm exhausted and like, oh, fuck, I have to do this, you know? Um, so I, I drove to my mom's, I hugged her and I just drove back to New York. Did your mom get it or was she like, this is bullshit? Totally. Are you kidding? I, I, I saw my mom. I called my sister-in-law. Everyone was just like, um, yeah, you have to go back to New York. Like, this is I'm a so really fun got opportunity. Oh, totally. They're so cool. So what happened with Rosie when you got there? Uh, gosh. Well, so again, drove back to New York. It was like maybe 9.30 p.m. Slept. Tried not to like look like trash to see the queen. And um, yeah, she was so, she was so great. I worked with her for a year after that and would go back and forth to LA and we wound up like eating Shake Shack together towards the end of our little hair stint. I know, she's great. Jenna, when you got up to see Rosie like that night, that was the same day that night, did you tell her like, it's cool? Like, okay, (laughs) like you told her, like you turned your car around from Rhode Island? No, I don't think she knows that. Does she know that like, you never told her that story? No, I didn't. I hope she finds out. No, I, I don't. I didn't. That is so loyal. Yeah, it was, it was oh special. Yeah, that was just like, that's, if you love your job and you're passionate, that's what you got to do. know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring, and I'll tell you what needs to go under them. Honey love. I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the Honey Love Super Power Short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what Honey Love does. The Super Power Shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting, just a little zhuzh. And as you know, Honey Love has more than just sculpt wear. They have incredibly comfortable bras. How many times have Jess and I talked about the bras? They also have tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence thanks to Honey Love. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's cold press 
Jessica K oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beja Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm-mm-mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. Guys, I have to admit, I like a little bit of luxury, but I don't want to just buy one luxurious item. I want to buy several things. And that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. So I can buy a couple of things. Yeah. You don't like a little bit of luxury. You like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay. It is a lot. I guess you're right. You're right. Load up your cart, though. At Quince, it's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories, so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us and me. For example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European linen sheet set. I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra. And they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash fatmascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash fatmascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. Certainly that snowballed to so many other clients. You mentioned, you know, Bella Hadid. So many of these gorgeous, like phenomenally, like epically beautiful women with these, you know, incredible heads of hair. And so much you've gotten like this nickname for doing quote unquote hot girl hair. Do you, A, did you coin that? <laughs> B, what, <laughs> what does hot girl hair mean to you? Okay, so A, no. Julie Shaw did. Okay, good. And of Who course. Did? Julie. Julie Shaw. Oh, Julie Shaw did. Mascara okay. okay. Like, Hot girl hair. Was Megan the Stallion involved in that <laughs> nickname? Yeah. Uh, that was like three no, years ago. That, that song was everywhere, right? Yeah. I, I, I hope Megan doesn't come for me because I love her. <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, uh, Julie, I think I like did her hair and that was her caption. And then from there, and we all know Julie's so fun. She's great. Um, And from there, Rio, Vera Newton, who writes for or used to write for New York Mag, that was, she put me in the best of issue. And that's what she said I was known for. So I'm like, all right, let's 
just lean into this. I'm going to take it. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to be known for creating hot girl hair? But I want to know, like, how do you define it? Because I think everyone, like, when they read, they were, like, looking in the mirror, like, do I have hot girl hair? How do I get it? I think hot girl hair is um, low maintenance. It's a lot of maybe what's going on in the hair world right now. Less is more. It's kind of like the best accessory because it's low maintenance and effortless hair. Um, It's healthy and shiny and uh, yeah, not not fried and dry. Not fried and dry. Uh, I love that you you call it low maintenance because I feel like I've seen just in the last couple of weeks like expensive brunette is this other I do you know. love how writers try and make names for this <laughs> she's shaking it's her head like, what do you think of expensive brunette it's so cringe like I mean I'm fine whatever yeah <laughs> you know I, I, it's just so hard like talking about hair trends because it it I have to and it's great but yeah the the names like. What's the other one? Mushroom blonde? I don't know. There's it's, milk there's, tea. I also saw recently the clavicut hair color. Haircut cup haircut terms. I'm like, oh god. Guys. Oh, like, like the balaclava, but as a haircut? No, like clava, <laughs> like it ends at your clavicle. Like clavicle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, picture the one that I just came up with. I, I, <laughs> It's like I'm picturing a, a cousin in like <laughs> really long bangs and like a shag that covers your mouth. It's horrible. Yes, like let's make that. So let's that's like make a, that is that a lob? Is that the new lob? Yeah, yeah. I, I what, don't know. This was a couple years ago. I don't what's know. up with all the like? Why are people so interested in quote unquote the trend? And what's your take on that? Do you believe in it at all? Trends are never going anywhere. Um, I don't know. It's it's. That's a tough one for me. It's Well, we won't have anything to like talk about or write about. So we just need you guys to say stuff. Like, what are people doing? What are people... Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like we just... It's, it's, no, it's, I totally it's a, it's get a it. silent arrangement agreement. Yeah. It's a really tough time to like have a trend called the expensive brunette, though. I don't know. It's weird. I really do think that, you know, there is hair that looks really cheap, um, and again, that's fried and dry hair and maybe not the most complimentary to your skin tone, but I don't know. This one, this, the name is just a little funky. I think it's just another word for rich, obviously. They were like rich synonyms and then it was expensive. So well, yeah, that's, before she yeah. has rich girl hair. Rich girl hair. Like rich, like rich chocolate brown, you know, like not necessarily money rich. Uh, yeah. But yeah. The first thing you said when we asked about hot girl hair, though, was like low, low maintenance. So I'm curious, is it that it looks low maintenance? Like you look at that person, it looks effortless or that it actually is like, I'm Jenna Perry. I'll do your hair. You don't have to come back for six months. You're going to look great. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. My manager, um, one of my managers years ago was like, your clients are never going to come back to you because their hair looks like it did when they left. And I was like, no, it doesn't at all, but they'll come back. And so, yeah, I see my clients, I see my blondes like every 
six to 12 weeks, all, all of my brunettes come in every six months, like four to six, mostly six. I don't, I want them to go live their lives. Like, I don't want to get my hair done all the time. I don't even want to get my can, nails done. Can we done talk the about time. the average age of your clients? Yeah, I was like, wait a second. Do they, have, about they don't have any roots. Okay. Like, <laughs> we're talking about people without like real yeah, roots. Yeah. What's going on there? Oh, no. Well, okay. Yeah. Those ladies love them to death. I love my single process ladies. I see them like they're crazy. I, I'll see them every like three weeks to. Okay. Okay. So we're talking (laughs) about people who aren't covering color, who are just boosting what they have. Like, who are these four-monthers? I, like, envy. They're Bella Hadid. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's good to be. That's the beauty of balayage is it grows out a little more or less maintenance because you don't get a line of demarcation as hard as foils do. Mm -hmm. And I've always in the past, what, eight years, really liked to just enhance your natural color. I mean, some people, you know, they need a little bit more love, but yeah, less is more. So for our listeners who cannot get into Jenna Perry, and we know that there are many, because when you were in the Times last year, um, I remember there was a line about how a lot of our listeners were lamenting that they could not get in um, on our private Facebook group. So um, if you're listening, we hear you. Jenna, tell them that the lines are open for them to get in. Oh my gosh, totally. And I have three colorists right now. They all assisted me at some point. And so they... They give hot girl hair, that's for sure. Um, okay. And I'm so, <laughs> I am so proud of them every day because a lot of my clients now have started seeing them after all of the press that happened last year with me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, okay. my my lines are going to be open once I open the new studio because I finally like have my ducks in a row now. My schedule right. just started to get so like crazy and I had to stop taking new clients. Well, congratulations to that. Thank you. I'm so excited. So the, and this opens in the spring, right? Your new space in Soho? I'm not holding my breath. You know, construction's okay. wild and New York City yeah, permits. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ugh. Not I'm I'm at the not fun part, so I'm just like okay. trying to be very kumbaya about when I open. Do you think in general that when people, if they want to go to Jen and Perry, but like this happens with a lot of big name hair colorists in their salons and like they can't get in with the lead colorist. Do you think it's safe for them to know like if you go to a salon whose vibe you like, who in general the look is your kind of look, you're going to be okay with the other colorists? Yeah. That's what I've already experienced. So, I mean, that's good advice for people who might be like in the waiting line, even if, yeah. they, if they're not here in New York, you know, like pick a salon with the vibe you like, not just all about one person, you know, who you found. Yeah. Okay. So for our listeners who can't get into Jenna Perry, like full stop, okay, they're not even getting to see your team. Do you have any advice for how they can get a better color service from their colorist like because I feel like you must get people who come in to see you and it's their first time and you're doing like like a diagnostic right and they're not happy with their color like what what are those like one or two things that have usually gone wrong is it like they're getting 
the wrong shade or is it like too much? Like, what are those key things that you're seeing over and over again? I think it is, you know, more of a stripey highlight that they're not liking anymore. And I think that it's the wrong shade. That's a big one. Yeah, it, it's kind of both. It's definitely like technique and tone. Mm. For the tone thing, does it pull in one direction? Like, have you? is it always like hot and oxidized or is it like green and cool or depends on the person? Not necessarily. It's just not, it's just not like the most complimentary for them or they're just like way too blonde. But how do they solve that? Like how, if they're not, you know, your average lay person isn't going to be able to speak color and be like, I think we need to go in more this kind of direction like should they bring pictures or like talk about celebrities that they like like how you know what what colorists do is really such a both combination of art and science it's so much more advanced than being like I want my bangs this long and that's not a disrespect to stylists by any mean I just think sometimes the language is so much more um difficult to speak so I love pictures I request that any new clients email or bring in pictures, references of what their dream hair is. Um, It really is so much easier than like a lot of people's cool is neutral to me or their gold, Mm. their version of gold looks more red or, you know, there's so many, so many things that just a picture does, does the trick, you know? Well, it doesn't matter then if they can't, then it can't name it. Like gold is copper in your world or whatever. You're just both looking at the same picture. That's how you can talk on the same level. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And then, you know, I'll I'll talk technical hairdresser terms to them. And and then we do do the damn thing. (laughs) And then the magic happens. Now, this yeah. damn thing, we we know you're not a fan of, like, we haven't seen you quoted in the press and talking about, like, here's how to get it at home with box 7N mm-hmm. and all that. What's your, what's your take on at-home dyeing? Because a lot of people can't get into a salon. Yeah. No, and I know that. And I know that really, like, times right now are tough. I have, you know, a few clients that I haven't seen since quarantine, but I've given them their formulas and they do their color at home. Mostly just like root touch-ups, you know. The thing with box dye for me is you can really mess up your shade and then you're just left with a mess and your hair, it looks like you have a wig on or like a Lego head. And (laughs) yeah, but I do think that it's really a lot of, IGK, I think, just like came out with their own at-home hair color. And I think that's Mm -hmm. so smart and cool. And I actually can't wait to try it. But yeah, I I don't mind sharing formulas. I give, I like really, I I give my formulas to other colorists for clients and, or, or them, and they'll come and pick up their formula, like their, their color. And uh, yeah, it's just more about like, you care about your I care about your hair. I don't want you to dye it black on accident. So it's, and if this is an existing client of yours, it sounds like you'll work with people, obviously. It's just, you know, to get, to have them have the hair they want, even if they can't come see you. It's just that in general, the boxes go wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah. So if you're coming to see you or if someone's just going to see their colorist and they know like, listen, this year, uh, two bu- two visits is all that's in the budget. What do you tell them to do when they're not with you to like get the most out of the color you gave them? Are we allowed to go in the sun? Oh, yeah. Go in the sun. Sometimes it's even better for your color. I, I definitely recommend glosses, at-home glosses or a color depositing conditioner. My favorite forever is Davines. All of that stuff really helps. You like their color depositing from Davines. Is that what you meant? Mm-hmm. It's the alchemic conditioner. They have silver, they have chocolate, gold, tobacco, red. It's really great. Right. And, and what about the glosses? Jess and I lament an old gloss we used to love that's gone. And I Jess has been on a journey. You've tried a bunch this year. I, I love, feel like yeah, the clear, I love glosses. clear glosses. Yeah. Clear Which gloss. ones do you like? Clear glosses. I mean, there are so many. There's so many great ones on the market. Even just like oil treatments are really great for your color too. I don't have a favorite, guys. As we're talking about products, I know that you're such a beauty girl. I've seen you know, pictures of you using facial devices and you get your brows done, you do lymphatic drainage massage. Like you are like, I know if you're not working, it feels like you are, are like definitely still on a beauty beat. So I would love to know what kind of products or like, you know, beauty services, people you love, like just give us a little, give our listeners our little bit of a beauty download of what you're loving right now. I get facials from Joanna Vargas. I was lucky to meet her through my friend, Jen Fisher. And Joanna's like so incredible. You look like fully snatched for three days after you leave her. (laughs) I just love being touched. So I love a massage. The lymphatic massage from um, Ricari's studio, They're My Girls, is so amazing after being on your feet all day. Products-wise, I've just been like testing a bunch of stuff right now. I just went back to P50, which is why my skin looks a little red today. <laughs> but it's fun to go back and forth. But I, I, you know, right now I'm just like in this crazy testing period because I really want to perfect my 35-year-old skin, if you, if you know what I mean. I love Botox. Dr. Rita Linkner is my girl. I'll just go there and be like, what do I need? Brows, brows. Let's talk about brows. Brows. Uh, well, okay, so... Brows, my girl Jasmine Imani. Oh, that, she does my lashes. I'm sorry. Now I'm getting all confused. Lash lift, mm-hmm. like the holy grail. Everyone needs one all year round. It's so good. I actually need one right now. But um, Jasmine does my lash lift. Brows, I just go to my little spot, my neighbor's spot on 9th Street. It's right across the street from the studio. Nice brow. Love those girls. I just, they pluck and sometimes I tint them. Yeah, it's just easy. Do you fill them in or just you tinting them yourself keeps the color rich? No, I, I, I just kind of, I, yeah, I tint them and then I just use like a brow mascara. Which one? I think right now I'm using the Ilia one. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Picture it. Mm -hmm. Light bluish color on the outside if I'm right. Yeah, so Say Beauty, I love their skin tint, super light. I love most of the Chanel products. I'm pretty, I'm a lipstick girl, but I wear masks all day now. So 
Mm, oh God. My lipstick's like way at the back of the bin, unfortunately. Yeah. It's really just like eyeliner, a Charlotte Tilbury bronzer, and yeah, eyelashes and oh God, brows. Totally forgot about the sculpt and glow. The, the, do, you use, do you use the, the one with the dual? Or just use the bronzer? No, I just use the bronzer. Oh. I sh- should I try the sculpting glow? It's like, it's, I used to use it all the time and like I haven't used it in so long. And now, as soon as you said it, it's like, oh my God, it's like thinking about like a meal that you haven't had in a long time. And now it's like, oh, let's go get that tonight. It's like a bronzer, then it has half of it's a bronzer and then half of it is a highlighter. So it's all there for you. It's a powder. So you put the bronzer on and then it has the highlighter. And it's not too much, not too sparkly, but it has a little bit of luminosity and it is perfect. It's very perfect if like you don't like to use a lot of products because it's like that's your face. You could use a little oh. base if you want to, but that's your face. That's great. I'm going to go look for it. Yeah, I'm sure it still exists because it's, um, it's a very popular product. So last question before we let you go. It is fat mascara. I know you get a lash lift. Do you use mascara? Yeah. Two-faced, that's better true. than sex. It's classic. Classic. It's very hot girl of you, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, if you can have a reputation for something, it's a... Yeah, that's a pretty good reputation to have. I'm so glad we got to catch up with you and hear more about your career and thanks, guys. how you do hair and your story. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product with you or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at Fat Mascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosa 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com.